When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album, the author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this is inspired. Lisa Goich, my friend and co-host, is alongside, as she always is. Hi, Lisa. I'm always here for you, Mitch. This is a special always. day, a special numerical day. Lisa, explain really the significance of this day. It's a really big one for our Tuesday People family. And let me stress, Tuesday people family because it's 2-22-22, which falls on a Tuesday. Hmm. We need t-shirts. 22 <laughs> And there will not be, in case you're wondering, well, there's probably one of those every every now and then. There will never be a 3-33-33 because there aren't 33 days in any month. So you're that never going to get that far. So there was once a one 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 one, but and now there's a two 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 two. But there will not and be a it? three 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 three. So there you that's have it. it. This is We're a done. unique, unique day. Ooh, there I you feel go. like something special is going to be in the air. We should something all do something. Specials in the air. Like, so today, you know, today I want to talk about touch. There is there were two very interesting things happened for me yesterday. Contrast in observing this that made me think about this. So I was coming back from Haiti and a, a trip at our orphanage with all of our kids there. And at our orphanage, with our children, touch is emphasized all the time. First of all, you have a lot of babies who come in, literally one, two year olds, who have not been held. Uh, they've been abandoned. They've been shunted aside. Uh, the physical touch, perhaps, in the situation where they were, where they were, you know, one of a lot of kids and they didn't get a lot of attention. So they come into our orphanage hungering for attention, hungering for affection and physical touch. And we emphasize that from the earliest days all the way on to teenage years. And I guess if you were to come down there, you would think, wow, there's a lot of hugging going on down at this place, even amongst <laughs> the, the teenagers with the adults and everybody. That's, I mean, that's just the way we communicate. When we're I standing near that. one another, we just put our arms around one another. When, you know, uh, when I go for a walk, I take my little walk around the third of an acre courtyard because it's the only exercise I can get because there's no gyms and there's no equipment. So I do laps for an hour. And all the kids... Uh, jump alongside me and grab my hand, grab my leg, grab my shirt. They have to hold on. It's not enough to walk with me. They want to be holding on to me as we're going. And the real little ones I have to pick up and carry, which tends to shorten my walk, by the way, because <laughs> you can only walk so far <laughs> carrying kids. Uh, so here I was coming from this atmosphere of enormous human touch, 
enormous physical contact. And when I came home, there was a story that had been sent to me that said, hey, did you see this? This is making a lot of news. Because you know that in my one of my other many lives, I, I cover sports. And the story was about a basketball coach at the University of Michigan. And they had had a game. And there was an incident at the end of the game where the opposing coach called the timeout and the, the game was well in hand. And the Wisconsin coach, who was the opposing coach, uh, they were winning. And yet they still called a timeout with a few seconds left to try to set up a particular play. And the coach of the Michigan team didn't appreciate that because a sort of sportsmanship is, you know, when the game's out of hand, just let it end. Let it end quickly and, and, and don't prolong the agony. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what happened was the coach of the Michigan team named Juwan Howard went to the back of the line for the congratulations things because they walk past one another and everybody shakes hands. And when the moment came for him to shake hands with the other coach, he didn't want to shake his hand. He pointed at him and he said, I'm not going to forget what you did. Ooh. The coach of Wisconsin put his hand on the Michigan coach's like arm, you know, kind of in the crook of his arm, as if to say, no, and he said, listen, listen, this is what, no, here's what I was saying. About 20 seconds later, it fell into a fight, and the Michigan coach actually smacked the face of an opposing coach, which launched the players into punching each other. Now, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this This is a story separate, the separate section of the newspaper. However, what was interesting was when the Michigan coach, Juwan Howard, was asked about this, instead of saying, I lost my head, I never should have hit the guy or anything like that, he said, no, the other coach touched me. He touched me. And when he touched me, that he has no right to touch me. And I felt the situation escalated because he touched me. And apparently he had said to him, you get, get your bleeping hands off of me, whatever. So here was this contrast between this world that I had just came from, where everybody yeah. touches each other all the time. Everybody hugs and I mean, it's just endless. You can never take offense. And here's this other world where like, no, he touched me. So I'm justified in hitting him. And it occurred to me that we are living in a time where human touch is becoming almost uh, a, 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 a capital offense. Yeah. You are not permitted the freedom, so to speak, to invade someone else's space or personal space by touching them. Now, I think that if you went back over history, there are probably various times in history where touching was considered totally inappropriate and other times where it's considered absolutely fine or, or acceptable. And cultures in which if you didn't touch, you were considered to be insulting somebody. But we've reached yeah. a point now where you cannot touch anybody. I mean, not to touch somebody's arm that, you know, to try to, like, get their attention, touch their arm, and that that was an offense to him, and instead that was justification for this coach to hit the guy. He actually ended up yeah. hitting somebody else, but that's what he said. The situation escalated when he touched me. Really? Are we so afraid 
of human touch? Are we so afraid of someone else even laying a hand on us, not in a threatening way? Someone touches your arm to get your attention. Why is the, our reaction so frequently, get your hands off of me? Why, right. Why is it that? Well, and sometimes too, like maybe in this case, the hand was laid to diffuse the situation and to sort of, um, you know, make a sense of calm. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes you touch somebody to as calm a, them down. As a calming thing, you know, right. just as a hey, hey, we're all in this together. You know, I'm so touchy that I I really have to check myself these days because I'll touch everybody. You know, right. I mean, I'm like I'm a hugger, I'm a toucher. I I can't live in this new world. <laughs> But you see the world that I'm talking about. Uh, and, yes, and on, on, I do. On college campuses now where, you know, the, 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 the woke agenda is always first and foremost. It usually starts on college campuses and spreads kind of its way out to general society. Uh, you can't, I mean, you cannot touch one another. A student cannot no. touch another student. It's a reportable offense. Well, a reportable same, yeah, offense. And yeah, and schools too, elementary schools. Yeah. Um, you know, where we used to, when we grew up, our teachers hugged us all the time. And um, I think teachers, I'm not going to say no teachers hug their kids anymore, but I think they definitely have to think twice or three times before they touch a kid. Right. But so think, as of, to think not of some get in of trouble. the uh, body language stuff that, as you said correctly, you pointed out, what if this guy was just trying to diffuse the situation? That yeah. the touching of an arm is frequently that kind of thing. When you want to talk yeah. to somebody, for example, when I want to talk to one of the teenagers at the orphanage, and I, I you know, I, it's going to get serious, you know, or it's something I really want them mm -hmm. to know, or maybe it's something, a compliment that I really want them to know, I'll put my hand on their shoulder. Yeah. And I'll kind of say, listen, I want to tell you something. Listen, I want to tell you something. And my putting my hand on their shoulder lets them know, hey, this is something, it's personal, it's something between the two of us. Hopefully it's going to be something good. Maybe it's going to be something crit criticizing, but if it is going to be criticizing, this kind of softens it, like... Hey, you know, it's okay. I'm going to share something personal with you. And feeling that yeah. touch or someone does that to me, I know, okay, this matters. That's a, a normal form of communication. Yeah. If someone says, oh, I am so, you know, I, I'm so proud of you. And you touch their arm or you touch the back of their neck. This, these are, these are, these are uh, physical manifestations of the words yeah. and the feelings that we've all mm -hmm. become very familiar with. Rubbing a, mm -hmm. a, a little kid's head. Oh, I'm proud of you. Way to go. Whatever. These are all physical forms of communication. Now, I am oriented towards allowing this to go on. Because, first of all, I don't find people touching me a personal offense. Uh, I get, on the contrary, I get asked after I speak or go out and speak in, in, in public and talk about things like finding Chica and you know, losing a seven-year-old girl, uh, or Tuesdays with Maury, and and what it was like to be with someone who was dying, whatever. I get asked all the time, "Can I give you a hug?" It is a very common thing in book signings and and meet and greets and things like that. Can I give you a hug after what you said? It meant so much to me, or it connected with me. Can I give you a hug? I find that a beautiful thing that it manifests itself in that way. That I just want to yes. you know feel a little closer to you. Yep. They're not hurting me. They're not violating me. They're not hugging me and then and then, you know, grabbing my private parts or something like that. You can have an innocent physical contact without it leading anywhere, without it being a leering 
a thing, without it being a perverse thing, without accusing somebody of, oh, you're getting your jollies by, you know, touching a girl's elbow or touching a guy's shoulder or something like that. And meanwhile, we're losing the connection. We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this. Now, this connection, the reason I say that I am partial to this is because I witnessed with Maury, while he was dying, his almost insatiable need for human contact. I may have told this at some point or another over the last couple of years, forgive me if I'm repeating some of it, but when when I would come in and record Maury, uh, at first I started with this little tape recorder that I sat on a... Uh, a table, but then his voice became so weak I couldn't hear him anymore. So I got this little lavalier microphone that clips onto your collar. Of course, Maury would never really wear collars. He didn't really wear shirts. He wore you know, pullover tops or t-shirts or things like that, or, or these pajama tops that had, if they had a collar at all, they were soft and, you know, they, they just fell over. So I would have to, I would put this thing on and then it would fall, and I would have to lean in and put it on again, or you know, it wasn't picking up the signal. I'd lean in and put it on. And every time I would lean in to fix this thing around Maury's neck, he'd get this huge smile on his face, huge smile. And I would say, I think you wear these floppy pajamas, so I basically have to kiss you every time I have to adjust the microphone. And he said, maybe. <laughs> you know, and... and I just remember the joy it brought him that that my face was coming in close contact with his or that I was fussing, you know, with my hands right around his neck. Uh, And and he said the physical touch means so much. He would ask me if I would rub his feet or his his uh, his arms or whatever. And I said, but I don't understand. Like, isn't it a thing with ALS? You almost can't really feel some of these things. And he said, well, I can feel them, but what's more importantly, even than feeling them, is the connection I feel with someone else when they hold my hand or when they rub my feet. It was so, so precious to him. And Mm -hmm. towards the end, my last couple of meetings with him, I could not sit with him without holding his hand and giving him hugs periodically and, 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 and kissing his forehead. And I asked him once, why is human touch, why is this physical contact so important to you? And he said, well, think about it, Mitch. When a baby comes into this world and it just emerges from the womb, what's the thing that it needs the most? It needs to be held, caressed, and comfort it, right? You leave a baby alone, it cries. You pick it up and hold it to your chest in the crook of your neck, it calms down. Why? Why? Because that contact is innately what the child needs, a sense of connection to another human being. Yeah. So he said, you know that, right? We all know that, right? It's, it's all obvious, right? I said, yeah, of course, everybody knows that. He says, well, I'll let you in on a little secret. That's when babies are entering the world. Here's the secret. 
when you're leaving the world, you need the same things to be held and caressed and comforted. And he said, that makes perfect sense to me. It's symmetrical. What doesn't make sense to me is between the coming and the going, we act like we don't need that physical touch, especially mm-hmm. men. You know, no, 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 touch me. Okay, okay, you're you're a little touchy feely there, buddy. You know, hugging. You know, you really want a hug? What are you? What are you, my kid? You know, that that whole macho thing. And I feel very privileged to have witnessed Maury in those last stages, and 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 seeing how much being held and being touched changed his mood and his attitude and affected him and and knowing that that's where we're going i don't want to lead a life where the people who care about me are made to feel unwelcome in touching me if i get to that point where maury was where people are coming to visit me as i'm on my you know last days i don't want their natural position to be well i'll sit over here six feet away, and at the end, you know, I might come over and give you a quick peck on the cheek. Of course I'm going to want them to hold my hand or hold my arms or my shoulders or my elbow, rub my feet or whatever. That that contact is is huge. And why would we want to wait until our dying day to have that? So I'm worried about our society when being touched, even in, in, a, in an attempted understanding way, is is fighting words. Is, is justification for starting a brawl. Yeah. You got no right to touch me. Well, is it really about right? I mean, are we next going to get to the point you got no right to talk to me? You got no right to speak to me. I didn't start speaking to you. You got no right to speak to me. Are we all going to just start living in little bubbles? No contact, no, no sound. We already kind of do with our headphones. Yeah, I was- I was going to say, it's sort of like that anyway. People are always looking on their phones or they have headphones on and yeah. nobody even looks at... We, let's let's stretch that to, you can't even look at people anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at? Yeah. What are you looking at? Why are you I, looking at me? I didn't me? give you permission to look at me. I mean, <laughs> this is the whole thing. Maybe there are people out there that feel that that's the way the world should be. Okay, we're just going to be different on this. But in, in Maury's case, for sure, he believed the world was with people. It was with people. The joy of the world was the contact with other people, the emotional contact, the physical contact, the, the verbal contact, the visual contact. And I agree with that. This world is, is, is meant to be shared with one another. Our experiences are meant to be shared with one another. And if we have the physical capacity to share physical touch with one another, we should do that too. And if you look at nature... Amen. Look in nature with how many, you know, animals just have constant physical touch. You know that this is something that was put into us for a reason, but we're fighting against yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at primates. They're always right. like right. touching and hugging and sitting right. together and huddled together. And, huddled together, touching yeah. each other's mm-hmm. forearms, uh, touching each other's foreheads and faces and heads. and Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We have work to do. Yeah. It's a a human race. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I just thought the contrast 
between that, that the earlier part of my day where it was like endless hugging. It was so there was so much hugging because we were saying goodbye to the kids that you know you hug them goodbye, you say goodbye, and then you you circle around, you you know you see another forty different kids, you hug them, and, and then you end up coming back to another kid who you already hugged once, but you say ah, I'll hug him again, you know, because uh, we're we're back in each other's orbit, so hug again. And it was just like endless, endless hugging and and and. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, and arms around one another, and uh, we hope we see you again really soon. And and then to come home and say, touch me, you know, and, uh, you know, it escalated things. I said, wow, okay, we're, uh, we got some contrasting culture going on here, and I just hope we don't continue this way. I think human touch, as Maury said, we need it at the very beginning of our lives. We're going to need it at the very end of our lives, and the fact is we do need it in the middle of our lives. And so next time, you know, someone who maybe just a work colleague or a semi-friend or someone you know comes up and touches your shoulder, instead of recoiling, instead of making a face or saying, how dare you, think of it as, well, somebody, you know, wants to make this contact with me, trusts me enough, wants to open up, wants to get that close, to, you know, just wants to have this physical touch. Can I see that as something positive instead of something threatening? There's your challenge. I'm on board. Well, you're a you're a pushover. It's a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to work too hard. No, nah, to this was this, this was one, not uh, this was not a week that we really had to go heavy and hard on on your particular no. case. Uh, I will say that I had some um, pretty interesting and 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 very welcome responses from our show last week about worry, and apparently mm -hmm. it struck a chord with some people. And um, let me see if I can share with you this uh, mail, if I can locate it quickly. Uh, I was surprised. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Hi, Mitch. Oh, my God. Or OMG. This week's podcast about worrying just described me. I am exactly like you are. I constantly worry about anything and everything, mostly about others, hardly ever about me personally. Like you, I'm trying not to prepare to worry, but worried to prepare. I do that too, pretty good about it, but the former definitely takes over. My family can attest to that. Thanks so much for your weekly podcast. Always can relate to the topics. So uh, that's just one uh one response of a number of people saying, yeah, worry apparently is a common touch. So I'm curious if human touch has become something that you have become afraid to exhibit. I'd be curious to hear from you because it does seem we're going that way. That's going to wrap it up for today's program. A brief, a brief uh, Tuesday on 22222. 2222 Tuesday. 2222 Tuesday. We do this every Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> and uh, if you like what you heard, we always appreciate comments or ratings. Thank you for those. And you can check out our website, wetuesdaypeople.com, on the web to find out the history of the show and discussion groups, previous programs and topics, and the rest. Lisa Gorge produced this program, as always, and I thank her on her behalf. Until we see you again, I'm Mitch Album saying, See you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People. <laughs>